Welcome to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast. Well, welcome. We're, we're thrilled to be joined today by Lara Cowan, who's an award-winning property entrepreneur and strategist. In her spare time, she was studying horticulture and was volunteering for mental health and gardening charities in her spare time. But she's recently fully pivoted her career into nature therapy and is now a regular broadcaster on BBC Radio on the subject, talking about ways to access the power of nature. Along the way, she's also squeezed in developing a mindfulness coaching business with former monk and interfaith chaplain at Imperial College, Karuna Priya, and featured in the Financial Times, How to Spend It, and The Telegraph. But foremost, she says she is a single mum, big sister, mentor, and businesswoman recognized for her tenacity and drive. And I can second that, actually. Um, she sets up her first uh, property business, Grenadine Escape, selling land and villas in the West Indies when she was just 21 and her daughter was two. And now 20 years on, she's focusing on what her side hustle was, Botanic Shed. Lara, really many thanks for joining us. I'm thrilled you can. Thank you very much. So I'm thrilled to have been uh, to meet you, to have met you last year. Um, and thank you for the lovely introduction. I must just say one thing, which is quite interesting and very relevant, that um, Botanic Shed is, is, has been sort of kicked off during the lockdown. Something else that happened during the lockdown is I met my match. So I'm not no longer alone. Uh, um, and, <laughs> you know, something good came out of the lockdown as well as a new uh, you know, decision to make the career change to full time Botanic Shed. I'm not just a single mom anymore. So that's the good news for everyone. That's good Yay. news out of lockdown. <laughs> Yay. Um, but yes, Botanic Shed is, um, it's basically me. Um, I've decided to use all my energy, uh, what I can, um, to be um, a kind of teacher in, in terms of trying to teach people how to get the most out of nature. I've had quite a challenging road so far um, in business and family life although it's been, or there's been highlights. I just kind of thought I've had nature, I think as my antidepressant and I want to then share that and, and you know, give myself more of it um, during my life as well as my close family and everyone else you know, in the world. I'd like that to make it sort of a non-negotiable part of a daily routine being in nature. And so we want it to become the leading language. We wake up and think, what am I doing? How am I integrating with nature today? It's a lovely thing. Can you tell us a little bit more about Botanic Shed and exactly what your company is aiming to do? You know, the different strands that you... Yeah, yeah. well, the mission is um, making biophilia, which is love of biology, into the leading language. Like I said, I'd love people to wake up, um, every business to think about how they are looking after their people and what the business is talking about, how they're looking after nature. The sort of aim is to open a, a biophilic um, wellness centre. So it'll be a nature retreat in the woodland. Mm -hmm. um and i on the way my sort of the way i'm going to do that is um, i'm doing woodland retreats awesome. um, i've got a lovely location out here in berkshire at wazing estate really stunning woodlands with lakes in and stuff and they already do festivals there um which are very um, beautiful um and then i do one-to-one -one and group mentoring mm -hmm. uh with some lovely clients already which has been really lovely start to the year and I'm writing a collection of books, one of which will be with you, or maybe one or more. Um, <laughs> um, and I am, yeah, I've become a, a little bit of a broadcaster. So I'll be sharing the knowledge on radio and podcasts and writing. So yeah. that's the plan, yeah. 
Yeah, it sounds great. And what I've heard so far sounds really good. And I'll put the links on the on our website where this is hosted um, to to the, the different broadcast outlets that you that you, you use. Yeah, so I was actually yeah. going to ask you where your journey's been because obviously you spent time abroad and, and things. But um, you know, where was your you know was it was it an early you know um, experience in nature that's kind of inspired you I to, to follow so, that? Yeah. Dad, Dad moved us all out to a farmhouse, which was rambling and messy. And we just dug out the ponds, dug out the gardens. He gave me a vegetable garden. I remember growing my own nasturtiums and looking at his rhubarb going, oh my God. Um, <laughs> and him his, his porcelain pots, you know. Um, and then my granny bought me an amazing board game, which, I mean, I've always looked for it, but I can't find it again. It's really beautifully painted thing that you can slip slot cards in and, and, and plant your own garden. Oh wow. She was also really yeah instrumental in sort of making me love the outdoors, I think. I just love mud really. I was speaking to my friend Yonadav the other day, who's also a former monk. He said, I was known, I was literally the mud boy when I was younger. I was like, yes, go back to it. You know, let's get back to our inner child and whatever. Um, so I did a lot of outdoor stuff. I like always wanted to have my coat on. Um, and then I've had well I went when I went to the Caribbean I literally just got stuck to it I <laughs> uh, just this, this the strength and the power of nature there was amazing I ended up staying there but I worked on a farm there flower farm and a vegetable farm and banana plantation which was incredible um and then I did some gardening I did a horticulture diploma on the side and I did some gardening for, with garden stuff and I just thought yeah I need to be outside but I'm a bit I'm a bit uh got a bit of a bad back so I've got I, I was a little bit put off the actual gardening job <laughs> um, and um, and I also I think I've just been leaning towards being with people as well as you know doing, you could be you could plan plan planting schemes things like that which is nice and creative but I think I'm much more keen on helping people through um, accessing nature and gardening in their daily lives yeah yeah no, it sounds, it sounds... And also I've had very, very strong experiences to connect, you know, why it's good for you. Mm. Um, my, my own experiences have been, I've been through some pretty stressful things. Um, my dad had dementia for several, like, you know, nearly a decade, really. And we watched him mm. deteriorate, but also stay hanging on through his connection to nature. And he was outdoors whenever he could be. He was out in the woods, piling up twigs into little piles of this one small pile of this long twigs. And it was literally like a, a special clever bird had been at work outside. And we get to winter and worry about how he was going to be because he wouldn't be able to go outside so much because he wasn't so much of an all weather man as I, I am. I'll go out and anything, but he wouldn't see it. And then my brother has also been very ill. And I, that was really when Johnny and, um, and my dad and I, work together we're in the garden I used to do different things and I thought god I'm feeling so much better I can see you both lighting up and I just thought this there's something in this so I actually volunteered for a mental health charity that uses gardens to get people back in um to mainstream after being in hospital from what I know about you and what I've heard about you as well from friends who are mutual friends um you're going to make this amazing success of botanic shed and I really wish you well with it I think it's going to be a fantastic um haven um, you know, virtual so and in and in and in person um, as well. So uh, yeah, I look forward to following your journey and supporting where I can too. But <clears throat> and when uh, when people mention the Caribbean, um, obviously you spent a lot, you know, time out there. And as you say, you saw there was the pull to go back and you know be on the yachts and uh, that thing. But obviously the 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 nature side of it. I mean, people talk of the blue mind. 
um, and that human ocean connection. Yeah. I mean, do you, obviously you found, found that resonated with you too. And, and so what way was that? Massively, I think. I mean, that people talk about getting to this island of Bekwi and the topography of it is so powerful that after 12 hours, you're just like, I mean, there's there's an underground volcano system anyway there, which is dumb. But the, just the way the islands are set and the sea is so vast um, and safe, the safe havens of the shapes of the, the harbours. I don't know, something about the whole thing. It just, it, it kind of rests the body. But um, I had a really amazing moment on a, on a boat once where I felt... Um, what I think is Reiki, you know, like the energy from the sea, not touching your feet, but just we're washing over you. Because mm. every time the waves, you know, were just bumping up, you know, and I, I felt it come, I was like, this is amazing, yeah. So, and I used to sit on the rocks, just feeling, that, you know, we were, I lived on the East Coast in a very wild area on St. Vincent, um, up near quite close to Georgetown if ever, anyone's ever gone there near the near the volcano and the sea is so rough but sitting on rocks out there it's just crashing it's all you can hear it was such loud noise it was really therapeutic and you know I'd um yeah I'd had I'd lost my granny we'd had some uh, t -t -t turmoil at home I'd, I'd had a long time just hanging on at school and I just thought this time was just really cleansing and amazing it was lovely yeah and it, obviously, you know, you're completely surrounded by all the chemicals and all the effects that nature has on you because there's not many buildings <laughs> along that east coast. <laughs> so it was amazing. Yeah, so you're completely submerged in nature, sort of like it's all around you and, and things. Yeah. I mean, one of the things, obviously, with biophilia, when people think about biophilia, they often just think of plants. They just think it's just just that sort of thing. But there's all the, there's the sound, the smell. Yeah, yeah the whole this thing that has sort of effect on our you know neural system yeah you know, and then it affects our brains it's a real physical and emotional and mental and um yeah it, so all the almost the electronics within our body are kind of fired up yeah, exactly. when when they're stimulated by by nature and we swear yeah. we should be because you know it's our sort of yeah. primitive primitive self you know and we shut ourselves away in boxes and little tiny things which you know i mean even or even big things but they might not have any kind of nature connections at all or, or colors of nature or natural materials and that's when people get sick, isn't it? You know, it's when people, yeah. you know. It's not right, no. I think our connection to nature is as intrinsically important to life and yeah. vitality as diet and exercise. And this is where somewhere like Japan is already, you know, fully on board with it. I mean, Japan has got a terrible situation in, 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 in Tokyo where everyone is crammed in. And so they needed it. They, they've been pushed to the edge. And to, uh, but they have, they have like actual systems where you can go to, you can go to hospital and get prescribed time in nature. I mean, it's starting to happen here, but it is really, really important. And I, what I would like to let, say to people as well, is like, when you're going outdoors, this is the change in mindset. You're not just going outdoors. You're literally chemically, like you said, you're chemically reacting. Yeah. And you're biologically reacting. You are stimulating like happy hormones in your body when you're outside. Yeah. So you, you could go outside and storm around and listen, think I've got to listen to this podcast to you know get clever or, or um, I've got to do this because I've got to be always always active or just uh, you know not being able to control quiet your mind but you know if you go outdoors don't just go outdoors just go outdoors and think what's my job here should I get down close to the soil to activate some some stuff going on in my body there or what shall I do to, to actually respect myself and respect nature mm. and get the benefits from it.
Yeah. So leading on from that, I mean, obviously, people, everybody's locked in. Everybody can't, you know, at the moment, we've been sort of prescribed by the government to stay indoors and not go out and not do this and not communicate and not do anything. But we can go out and exercise. You know, we can go and, and do a little bit of, of something. So, um, yeah. I mean, obviously, nature sort of, you know, nature heals us. So how would you like to see people engaging in nature more? I mean, what can they do during the sort of general restricted movements that many of us are facing during the sort of corona outbreak? What, what would you what would you what would you prescribe? people to do you know so this is a botanic shared prescription <laughs> yeah yeah to, to actually go out and you know what, what would what should they do like even once a day what would you what would you advise them to do well I would first off I would say non-negotiable step outside you know in in the first thing in the morning if you can't do that I would say you really need to have a non-negotiable if you can do it an hour engaging in nature you know look at, if you don't want to go outside you could just sit at the window with a little bit of the window open and just look outside and give yourself some time, maybe half an hour doing that and then half an hour walking outside. Mm -hmm. I would say if you can do this, it will really have a good effect on your life because if you, if you can think of your day and you're just dealing with this person, that problem, this thing, not eating probably well enough that you think, but if you, it, it, if you can squeeze in an hour of just being outside or looking outside that would be the best thing that would be the best thing and I'm I think I do this every day but I always go outside first thing um before I work even if it's like five minutes um so that's one thing um the other thing is is that if you can't go outside as, as I said you can look out the window you might be thinking oh god what am I doing especially if you can only see a building um there are benefits um proven benefits to looking at plants indoors even if it is an indoor plant <laughs> um because the shapes of plants um are you know a natural phenomenon um and they are we we're we're genetically we're genetically we're genetically um programmed to align ourselves with the beauty of nature so even if it isn't real even if it's a picture or if it's a fake plant just even if you want to spend five minutes looking at your fake plant, just seeing how do these leaves connect onto that branch? Because otherwise you're just looking at it going, oh, there it is, you know. But there's there's actually, you know, if you were thought of yourself, if you were a baby, you'd really look into that and look at where, where are the plant, where are the leaves joining on it and which leaves are bigger and why. And the, the magic of leaves of these fractals that they have on them because the patterns on them are, I mean, it comes, it, well, it, it actually feeds into to the amazing work you're doing. Um, in bringing nature indoors by you know looking at leaf fractals actually stimulates the same part of our brain uh, that makes us happy that music does yeah it's yeah. incredible this is a mathematical phenomenon of nature so that's my prescription is looking at looking at things indoors that you have um but you need that you need to give yourself you know i, I don't want to say minimum half an hour i'd like to say the non-negotiable one hour for nature um you know um connection yeah. one way or another yeah I mean, I, I'm I water and sleep. That's the most my mum always says, you know, without without water and sleep, no plants can survive. And, you know, you can't survive because I like to say, you know, we're, you're a plant, you're a delicate thing. And you know, don't drown yourself. Don't but don't give yourself a drought. So I think you do need water and sleep more importantly. And then, then yeah, then the nature outside. 
that's really I like I like that thought actually yeah so don't, don't don't drown yourself but don't give yourself drought either you know yeah, it's, it's like very, a very nice thing <laughs> we are we are little plants so we should nurture ourselves as, as well as as the as well as people around us and things so um yeah. I mean, what what sort of I mean maybe just like four issues you think that that can that nature can help with I mean what what sort of are the some of the key things that that nature can really help with you know help people with are kind of undergoing well, something that might feel really relevant I mean there's a massive list of things but anxiety mm. you know it can hugely help because it can it can it can decrease the amount of cortisol in your body being in the being outside near trees i mean i can go into the details but it's, it's um anxiety i'd say loneliness can be mm. combated um loss of, loss of control of your mood you know loss of temper um that can be reduced um you know the effects of menopause and it can lower your help you um, lower your pain threshold. I think that those ones are really quite key and relevant. Mm -hmm. And lots of people are living in pain, whether it's because of their back, because of how they're working, or because they're actually going through. How many of us? What are the statistics on cancer and all these, you know, very serious um, things that we can't, we don't have a, a, an amazing cure for yet. Mm -hmm. I think knowing that there's these ways to deal with pain not just physical pain but you know like emotional pain that's huge yeah do you, did you want to um expand a little bit on on those or, you know on yeah, the, yeah yeah um well i can give you a couple of ways to try to access um yeah so one of them is i just did a recording on the radio on sunday called um how dirt makes you happy and i thought well the connotations of that are quite silly but it's really about getting down get down and close to soil because soil can make you happy um, and soil has microorganisms in it um, called uh, Mycobacterium uh, bassi, and they are negative ions, really, and they, they stimulate um, the production of um, serotonin in our bodies. And we know what serotonin does, it makes us feel happy. So literally smelling soil or being close to it will give you small doses of serotonin, and obviously being closer to it in warmer weather, it's the higher doses, but you're not going to go and get blown away you go oh god I just feel like I'm complete. <laughs> but 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 regular doses will help you um combat you know your quick triggers to feeling stressed or your generally low mood and now is a really good time to access that because we've got to go and get ready, the soil ready if we can anywhere um to you know you can turn it over get rid of the weeds compost it and fertilize it it's this is the, this is the sort of soil admin time of year um, but you can do it all year long so soil is the, I think that's the magic one really good no wonder I love mud uh, <laughs> and looking at um, <laughs> exactly um, the other ones are watching birds watching birds fly across the sky or or, or, or eating at the, the bird table or anything because that one's a good one as well because watching birds and watching something beautiful creates a sense of awe um, and awe also creates happy hormones in our in our in our body um, so that's fantastic. Just watch them at home. That's why watching Blue Planet or or switching on to the network um, Water Bear on Netflix will help you um, because you'll be sit you'll be just going that, you know, full of awe, full of happy hormones. It really does work. Um, <laughs> being near near the sound of water, I love this one because I literally you can just either get in the bath and run the bath or just sit next to the bath and go. <gasps> turn the tap on and just listen yeah. to it. it that really does work as well it's like a break for the mind 
it decreases our cortisol production. Um, and um, then I think, no, thank you. I just got offered a cup of tea. Um, <laughs> um, what else is there? Well, going into forests is incredible. You know, they've got trees give off chemicals, which they can, they use in the air. That, that's their, you know, like we have telephones working or we, we wire money. It's like magic. Well, it's got their own magic because they've got the chemicals that are in the air between them. That's, a, that's their um, communication system and they're called phytosates and they help us um, create happy hormones as well. And this all protects our immune system and builds up, you know, it doesn't just help with our stabilizing our mood, it helps our strengthen our immune system and, and make us stronger, you know, help us, you know, the old kids keep going, coming back when they're allowed to school with, with um, sniffly noses and, and colds and stuff. You, you don't want that to affect your day and week if you've got a strong immune system you'll fight that off i i i don't i mean there's lots of things wrong with um <laughs> with me and other things that i do and i i easily get stressed but i don't get ill literally um because i think of it's because i touch wood and so, i do get ill. yeah i'm doing it like, like you know i got a fever the other night which i was really worried about and it just went away because and i'm just and i wonder whether that is because i spend so much time outdoors i've got a strong immune system yeah um but that, I mean, really touch what I do get, but I just don't get very regularly. Um, so I just think there's actual science, scientific proof. If you, if you want to go away and look things up, you know, blood tests on people before and after they go out on forest walks. Um, they show that there's a massive increase in health protective factors in our blood um, stream after our forest walks. Mm. Um, so, and these are these are, these health protective factors are serious. They're anti-diabetic, um, anti-obesity. They support our um, cardiovascular system. Um, diabetes and 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 the treatment of diabetes through forest walking or, or the support of, of, of it is really close to my heart. Because my my poor four, five-year-old uncle, um, uncle, five-year-old uncle, that would be weird. <laughs> my five-year-old nephew, <laughs> um, who's called Freddie, and he's an amazing boy. Um, has just been diagnosed with type one diabetes, which means he has 12 injections a day. He doesn't have any of his own production of insulin. So he is so vulnerable now, you know, um, mm. diabetes is just absolutely awful disease really, because you're literally on a knife, you know, if, some, if you didn't get insulin, you would die. It's, mm. so, it's awful. Um, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a story my sister showed me is about this, all these children were in this ward when they all, and they were all passed out in, in diabetic comas. Mm. And then when they all were injected with insulin, they all came alive again. It, it's, that's how um, yeah. awful it is. He doesn't, he doesn't have that. But, but um, you, can control, you can control your immune system and you can, you can support yourself and, when you have diabetes by um, giving yourself this kind of strength from the outdoors and, and going forest bathing. Um, so yeah. I think forest bathing is a massive one. Mm. And if I can say one last one, I know that's a lot of them. I have been um, well, a lover of wild swimming. Okay. So swimming depends near where my mum lives. Now I, I swim in the Wazing Lake, one degrees it was last time I went in. Um, and that is, I can literally, I mean, the other day I went in, my heart was really stressed out. And I, as I just swam, I, it just went, you know, mm. quicker than any meditation or any, trying to walk away and calm down it just went Phew. I was like oh this is amazing and it also just makes you feel incredible for the rest of the day 
yeah but not everyone can get near a lake but when you are near a lake if you are on an outing and you just just think i've only got today this is 24 hours is precious not only precious to have fun but precious to do something good for your health so i'll jump in if i you. i'm not alone <laughs> <laughs> yeah. be careful of what you're jumping into but yeah <laughs> thanks um actually i've got a friend who does um ice swimming yeah, he, was, he was working he was, he was swimming for team gb and uh, yeah, so I followed his journey and he ended up sort of swimming across the channel and things. But yeah, same, same thing. You kind of had all those benefits of actually swimming in cold water, you know. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure if that's for me, but I might go for a paddle though. So I don't if, <laughs> I know it is, it, it's really hard. And it, I, if I put my toes in and I wouldn't have gone in, but I just throw myself in. But the, but, but the, if we can actually think, well, and actually, you know, it's, a, it's scientifically proven that staying in cold water increases your happy hormones. So <laughs> if you, I mean, like, sometimes I just don't feel very good. And I'm just like, why can't I just be feeling good all the time, you know? And, and I'm like, now, you know, and I know there is ways to feel better. Yeah. It's not just like, there's no, you're not just prescribed to be low. I, I don't think, I think there's a spectrum on the mental health thing. I know I, I was listening to Ruby Wax the other night and she, um, she says something differently but she also uses med mindfulness meditation a lot um i i think that we are all just on a yeah on the line and we just need to go we, we we need to use things like um our natural surroundings and our own chemistry to look after our mood yeah um, and stay happy more often yeah stay healthy good. yeah <laughs> um yeah <laughs> How would you um obviously you know sort of talk about being outside and and um and that but like you you have touched on just earlier about if you can't get outside i mean how do you see um because we have a lot of interior designers and architects listen to this and obviously you've worked in property so you've probably seen it yourself how some interiors help sell things probably easier than better than others or whatever but um how do you see biophilic design and how do you see elements of nature or nature being replicated inside how do you see that benefiting um, or how can it be used inside interiors for the benefit of us? Yeah, well, it's undoubtedly a huge benefit. Um, uh, as like the old, you know, the, I think it was in the eighties that Roger Ulrich did his um, yeah. uh, research on on the benefits of of seeing outdoors yeah. in the um, uh, speediness of recovery of patients in hospital. Yeah. Um, the same thing. If it's this, if you can see outdoors and you're at home and, and you you often get depression or anxiety or or tired or any other illness that that, that can be um, made slightly better by having um, a better balance of, of of happy hormones and positive hormones in your blood, I think um, is is obviously key. So natural light is just obviously. Of, of utmost importance mm -hmm. um but also just looking at um elements of nature indoors i think is really really important and yeah no, properties aren't going to sell nowadays that are dark and dingy because it, this is there's a connection here with with longevity of life and um quality of life so who <clears throat> you know who if they were able to would choose a house that was going to give them a rubbish quality of life and make it shorter um, as uh, versus someone's home who has been thought out and many architects now integrate the outdoors um, 
into their into into their designs to bring, bring green walls in I mean one of my friends Amos Goldreich I've introduced you to he you know he said he had three clients you know it was it was the, the man the wife and the plants um, <laughs> because the plants really needed and they were like no no the plants need this you know um so yeah phenomenally important for the good of mankind and of the world because you know the better we are and mm. uh, the better equipped we are to look after our you know, our, our, the people around us and the planet around us. Mm -hmm. We we um we spoke. Um, I mean, thanks thanks for introduction to Amos. Um, I was going to say we we you and I have spoken before about you know um obviously because I, I you know people listening to this may or may not if they're new people they might not know but I'm a, I'm a photographer as well and a sort of video maker and blah blah. Um, but I, I shoot pictures hey, of blah blah blah. You're absolutely <laughs> phenomenal photo. A I think hopefully you're going to say all that. <laughs> um, thank you um <laughs> like lights under bushels and all that or whatever it is i'm not sure what it is but anyway um but but i obviously i i i, I love being outside in nature and i i'm really inspired by it and when i when i was 16 i started shooting um landscapes um and started selling them that's how come you know i've just i've just got an affinity with it i just love that i used to go off with my dog and take my camera and would go on the beach in st ives and it would have some holiday down there and i'd be i'd just be away my mother would be up one end writing she'd be writing novels or you know her stories or murders or whatever it was and i'd be down the other end with my camera and the dog and um but uh yeah so i've obviously we're, we're now i've i've been you know I've, i now print um on aluminium and i print canvases i print on acoustic panels um, landscapes of nature we do massive large-scale uh, wall vinyls so that people can immerse themselves in nature really great in offices and leisure facilities and all that sort of stuff um, obviously you touched on um, Roger Ulrich's uh, study in the 80s where views of nature are really important um, I mean what do you think you personally are the, are the benefits of bringing virtual nature in I mean we spoke about potentially you know collaborating with in, in a different yeah. in a hotel space or you know yeah, no. we'll, we'll make a, we'll put, put the hotel um yeah. room slowly into, into into a biophilic kind of setup yeah. um yeah I, I i would like every i mean I, i'm trying to this wall is and my room is sort of full with nature kind of objects and stuff because i think it, it's proven as well that the more that our home feels like um it's got natural elements to it the more comfortable um, the inhabitants of the home are um, and the less stress that they um, stress uh, symptoms they exhibit so it's yeah I think it's absolutely crucial and I yeah I I saw your work I don't know how it must have been a few years ago because I've saved one of the images in my folder because as I said I set up Botanic Shed as a blog years ago yeah. um, and then um you just got a really beautiful work. And I just immediately thought, well, we're going to create some, do the retreats this year. And hopefully um, for a time to come run woodland retreats. We, they've also got a hotel there anyways. And yeah, they were straight on it when I said, let's, let's, cause I, I do like, as you know, styling and stuff as well. So I said, let's restyle some of the rooms. And I think impeccably important because if they're on a, um, if they've, if they've dedicated or invested you know to put their time into coming on, on a retreat to help them change their mindset and make them better not just during the retreat but you know chemically and physically they will be better for several days afterwards up to 30 days after woodland bathing and and being um of the right mindset but you know if they can start it off by being in a room 
uh, in the hotel, for example, that 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 just extends the experience because they they go back indoors and their room is still the forest experience. Now, if, we, if the whole of our, if or if our whole lives are you know we go into our we, they go home, and they they've got that at home, and they that is just going to extend their benefits um, enormously. Um, I often think, why are we lying looking at an, a, a plain yeah. white roof? And it's what we look at for like many hours of the day. <laughs> so I think roof uh, ceiling art is what we, we will be putting up as well. Um, obviously, um, yeah. uh, people who uh, were lucky enough to have millions and millions of riches and stuff. Yeah, you go into palaces and you see yeah. the, the ceilings are absolutely stunning and they have beautiful geometric patterns, but mm. why can't we? Even <laughs> <laughs> little ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We, ins we install clouds on ceilings as well, so it's quite, yeah, it's yeah. really nice. You kind of you know, you got like a little portal looking up. You know, you sort of make a round shape, and yeah. it's like you're you know you've got like a um at one of these one of these nice places. Um, I was a really final question. Yeah, you're doing a very important job. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Um, if you could, so final question really is a kind of um, if you could br brush the world, you know, if you could sort of coat the world with a brush of biophilia. What would it look like? How would people be? How what would it look like? Um, well, my brush, I hope that I start to or trigger and leave leave a bit of an imprint on is it's changing the language, the way that we think about nature and that we talk about it. Um, so as a broad brush, I think it was to be that, that every single person does understand the value of looking after the planet. Um, I don't want to name any names, but I literally I, I've got a a, an essay that I started I didn't finish it but it was to write to one of my family members to prove that there was such a thing as climate change I was like so um, <laughs> yeah for everyone to understand this um you know like non-negotiable importance and and, and and um connection in our connection to nature yes um visually all i'm seeing is like cherry trees um and that 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 scene that robin williams is in and i don't know what the film is and then he's sort of it's all painted and he's in that beautiful yeah. lake and there's loads of reflections over i see reflections of trees into water um and i yeah that would be the brushstroke i'd like to give to people's lives just a beautiful made of water reflecting leaves and trees Really nice. But what about you? What would, you, what would your brush stroke, your biophilic brush stroke be? Oh, blind. I don't know. Just, thank you for asking me. I've never. <laughs> um, yeah, my, well, yeah, I just, it would be, um, there'd be plants in the house. Everybody would have plants in the house. It would have lots of natural light. There'd be, you know, the facility to have like a little waterfall next to you, you know, so you could hear water. Um, when I spoke to Sally Augustine, the environmental psychologist, she said about the importance of having sort of soft moving things around you. So I'm talking about interiors only at the moment. Um, but, you know, you'd have all these different elements that would sort of stimulate um, your, your, like your happy gene, your happy, your happy gene, your happiness inside, you know, your happy um, vibe. And, um, yeah. and good acoustics as well, that's really important. But yeah, everybody, you would have a, everybody would be able to live in like a live in, live out kind of space where you have your kind of cozy hygge environment and then you can you know, swish, push the doors back and then you can have this beautiful scene of nature. And I'd love that for everybody. I'd love that to have, everybody have like a gardening space and they can nurture plants and food and, you know, it's, it's, and it's maybe a community space, but there's, you know, that, that whole connection, that inherent connection is just made easy for everybody. 
really yeah um so that yeah. yeah we can commune with everybody so yeah I love that you said about the acoustic things because it's because I know we've kind of fit, we're coming to an end of the interview but but um what we haven't mentioned is you know yeah sound um although I mentioned the sound of water uh, but sound is is just incredibly important and also animals but sound I just want to say one thing on sound is that sound can heal that sound can torment as well and there is such a thing my daughter reminded me because she's doing a piece on um, her degree on um, sound sound is used as a torture mechanism you know so <clears throat> it's awful you know that's how integral it is to our being and our sense of being it can break us and it can make us so sound is incredibly important and then animals I'm I'm absolutely mad on, on spending time with natural horses um, and dogs and stuff so, and it, they are incredibly important but that's a whole other angle yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. cats and dogs and chickens yeah, and we will have them. horse therapy um, <laughs> as well um, okay. and anyway I, I, I can help people access horse therapy now but um but yes there's there's so much um for everyone that's and okay. I wish that everyone can have a, an easier and happier life, especially than we are at the moment. Thank you for listening to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast.